I had full awareness in that world, the same way that I have full awareness in this world. And that's really where you get the most out of dreaming is when you have full belief and awareness in that space. I am an empowerment coach. I am here to empower you to create the life that you want to live. one of my coaches learning how to facilitate shadow work in a group training. So really deep work already just completed day one of a three-day training. This is also the week right before the raising of the LA Goddess Temple. My sister Anraya L. Dragon, some of you may know her from Andy's Foods, is the founder and creatrix of the LA Goddess Temple, along with Priestess Grail Corsini, which is how I got involved. When Grail was here in December for the Red Tent Priestess activation, she was also here doing some work with Onraya, putting this temple together. And so I'm going to be helping to facilitate the opening circle, along with Aimee Delphine Lasantia who has been on the podcast, and with Raquel from Modern Witch Movement. Raquel is one of my newest sisters, and we've been having a bunch of fun together lately, including howling at that moon. So I'm excited to have her on the show. She is, just like me, very active in getting women together, and she does a lot of witchcrafting she calls it, and she also has a background in dreaming, and she's going to tell us about that in the interview. So with that, I'll take you over to our interview, and please come join us this Saturday at Liberate Hollywood for the Raising of the Goddess Temple. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have connected with you in this life. And Raquel and I have, we met online and we've been uh, just connecting with each other and trying to um, get together and join each other's events, maybe, you know, for the past few months, maybe even for the past six months. And then finally, right at the solstice, it happened. Uh, she was holding a sister circle with her friend, Jenny B. And it was, I even did a podcast after it. I, it was um, one of those, I, I hold so many circles myself that um, I don't get a chance to go and sit in other circles, sisters, other sisters' circles very often. And so it was such a special experience for me, even sitting in the circle and realizing, like we all need this. I have to make sure that I get myself in circle as well. As you know, from leading circles, you still have the, you still get the experience being with sisters and sharing and all of that when you're leading your own circle. But just to be able to sit in another sister's circle and completely let go and be held in the container and be held by some other sister witches was 
awesome. And so um, in the circle, she shared with us, we went through um, a ceremony of working with our dreams. And so it really spoke to me. It was a really powerful ceremony. And so instantly from there, I was like, I want to have this girl on my podcast. I want to, I definitely want to share that with my listeners. And so as you know, also from what we're doing on the podcast is also just like sharing women, sharing witches, sharing priestesses, sharing magical sisters and their journeys. And so I want to share you and we would love to hear about your journey. So um welcome thank you uh yes you're welcome um so why don't you tell us um what does the term witch mean to you because I know this is a way that you identify as I do that's such a broad question (laughs) but for me personally I mean to be a witch is to live with intention um and I think it's being connected to your intentions and to your spirit and to the world around you. And I think that, I mean, the history of witches are women who had the ability to understand plant and plant medicine and earth medicine and heal. And so essentially they started off really as healers. Um, And through that connection, I think that a lot of seeing capability was gifted. Um, And I think that it's no different now. I think it's understanding your intentions in the world and being connected and wanting to be connected and being excited from that connection and, you know, wanting to create and be the architect of your life, you know? Um, So yeah, it's definitely a term that's always expanding and it's always changing and, you know, there's always more layers added to it. Um, But at its very core, I think it's, it's intention. It's being a a force of intention. when did you first know? When did you first know that? When did you feel like, like you were a witch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I think the first time I really applied it as a identity was... Because, um, I mean, magic is so prevalent in young souls. It's kind of normal. It's like every day. Um, But the first time I really started practicing and putting intentions to work to create for myself um, was when my mother gave me this little fairy dust bottle when I was little. And of course, it's just glitter. But I used it and reserved it for very special wishes. You know, I would go out under the moon when I was little with my fairy dust bottle and I would wait until I had a big wish, like a big dream that I wanted to come true. Um, and one of those was moving back to the States because I was raised in Spain when I was young and my mother lived in the United States and my dad lived in Spain. And so there was one moment that I wanted to be together with both of them so bad that I dumped the whole bottle under a full moon and wished to be, and wished to move back to the States. And within the year, my dad got a job and we moved. Am I saying I caused that? I don't know, but I'd like to think so, (laughs) you know? Um, So that was definitely the first time I was about seven years old. No, I'm sorry, eight years old. And you're like, I did this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I started being more intentional and really considering myself as a a holder of of power at a young age. So I was like, wow, that's really... um, It just, it shifted my intentions, really made me more careful and just more 
um, intentional about my intentions. <laughs> it's so interesting because I've been asking different sisters their story and it's so interesting that it goes back to when we were young, that when we were little. Yeah. But I don't think, well, then there's a point in between of where it kind of gets lost. It did for me anyway. And I can think, well, that was when I was in my martial arts training. That's when I was playing music. And so you're, you're connecting with that part of yourself, possibly in different ways, maybe like going through teenage years and all of that. But it's so... Well, I definitely believe that you have to become unbalanced to kind of bring yourself back to what is your center. Mm -hmm. So to understand your center and what alignment is for you, you almost have to go through those crazy teenage years or through your midlife crisis or through your whatever that kind of moment is um, in this kind of weave and web of our life in order to kind of come back intentionally into our center. You know, because I definitely had my teenage years where I was like, who is that person, (laughs) you know, but I needed that in order to make the mistakes that made me stronger, um, or to, you know, all those things that come with that time. Um, but I will say that one of the things that kept my magic fiercely alive within me, even through those years were my dreams. And that was my first comprehension of magic aside from the fairy dust moment. Um, but that was really like, I understood magic and the realness and the tangibleness of it because of dreams. Um, And it wasn't until later in my life, in my 20s, that I, you know, learned to apply my magic um, to things like tarot or crystals or, you know, kind of tools of tools of the witch trade, if you will. Tell us about your journey with the dreaming. How did, yeah, tell us. Um, Well, dreaming it's been just one of those things like, you know, certain people just, they have a gift. Like for you, it's music. I've heard you sing. It's just like, wow. Like you were probably just born. You came out of the womb singing, you know what I mean? Um, for me, I came out dreaming and, you know, I remember almost every dream since I was a little girl. I remember my first nightmare in preschool and I remember my first lucid dream that was also around preschool. Um, and so ever since then, that world was very real to me. And so I had full awareness in that world the same way that I have full awareness in this world. And that's really where you get the most out of dreaming is when you have full belief and awareness in that space um, every night. You know, it was like every night I couldn't wait to go to bed because I was like going to go into another world or, you know, go into myself. And so because of that excitement, I think it propelled the lucidity. Um, So that gift, that natural kind of gift made me so obsessively curious that I read everything I could get my hands on as I was growing up, different things would come, um, would surface. And now I'm really in a place where I'm understanding the dream as a tool for healing dream as a tool for, for future events as training, as will strengthening. There's just so much that the dream can do now that I understand it and have accepted it as an equal part of my life, an equal reality, as much as this one. Um, so yeah, it's been quite the journey. <laughs> and what what is the path of study that you have gone into to learn more about the dreaming? A lot of reading. Um, it's almost the same way that you learn about magic or about ritual. You kind of, you read a lot of different things and you piece together what resonates for you because there is no right way to do 
any of the things that we do. Um, but what resonates will end up being the tool that you can apply or try in the dream and then see where that kind of takes you. So it's a lot of trial and error or trial and discovery, I would rather say. Um, so lots of reading and now, you know, working with mentors and mentors that are just so expanded in that field, like are really taking it to a different level um, through dream tending and through dream group sharing and circles. And, you know, the same way we gather in circle, but for dreaming um, is very powerful. It's just, it's been, it's been a wild ride, but I'm learning more every day and there's just an infinite amount to to learn. In the circles, are you having a period of time where you will drop into dream space together while you're there in the circle and then share? Are you bringing experiences that you are having outside and then bringing that in and and sharing? How is that? So when you're gathered in a dream circle, um, so far from what I've experienced and facilitated, it's it's a safe space to share your dreams. Um, And typically you're you know, you're, you're with like a smaller group of people that are very dedicated to dream sharing and to dream development. And we each take turns, um, talking about a dream. So we'll pick a dream for the circle and we'll tell the whole dream. And there's different things that you can do after telling that dream. Like you can reenact the dream. You can reenact it through certain characters, which brings up the dream back into a reality. You can even go into a guided meditation where you re-enter the dream to get more out of it. Like if you woke up abruptly in the middle of it. So there's different ways, um, to honor the dream, but the most important way to honor the dream is through action. So first you want to ask yourself, you know, like, what is this dream trying to tell me? How was I feeling in the dream? Because a lot of times it's the mirror of the soul, if you will. Um, It's spirit playing architect every night to, uh, to provide a platform for you to really journey in yourself and to work out whatever you need to work out or maybe receive some guidance for something that's coming to you in the future so that you're able to really receive a moment in your life with a little bit of information. Um, And then honoring the dream by acting on that dream. So if you were guided to do a particular thing, acting on it can be very rewarding because then you're following through and you're gaining the whole experience of that dream. Mm. So an example that I gave when we were in circle, which is a silly example, but it's a good one, (laughs) is I had a dream that a hippo was chasing me and I couldn't get away and I couldn't climb up fast enough. And that fear of survival is what is what drove me to understand that I was lucid dream. I was dreaming and I became lucid. And so I was like, oh, this is a dream. So I just willed myself onto a rock. So that dream didn't seem like it had any meaning or purpose at the, in that moment. I woke up and I was like, what was that about? Am I going to like become a rock climber or what's going on here? Sorry. (laughs) Yours is like, yeah, try rock climbing. No. (laughs) And so then a week later, I actually did go boulder climbing in Joshua Tree and I had a moment where I was stuck and I couldn't get up and there was just no, I didn't see any solution. And I remembered that dream and I said, oh, I've already experienced this. I'm going to will myself up and just make it happen. And because I had already experienced it, my body and my mind and my spirit just replicated that moment. And I actually got up and out of that stuck hole. Um, so in a very practical way, dreaming can be a tool to help your walk out here. So training in there can help you walk better out here. 
something that you shared in that circle, which really like touched me, moved me deeply was you said we're dreaming for at least eight hours, you know, or six to 10 hours a night, however you're sleeping. Um, you're dreaming every night for, and you're spending this chunk of your life of your day, but of your whole life dreaming yeah. and just to be, it's, unconscious about it just to be just uh shut off and not aware of being of being conscious and doing work and thinking and paying attention while you're in the dream um these weren't your words but it was just kind of just like such a shame also just such a waste because that is a period of time that your subconscious and your spirit is continuing to work with you and I realized just my own self how i just what I'm not doing with my dreams. And I've spent mm -hmm. time before journaling about my dreams every night and then maybe really not enjoying what it was that I was dreaming. So kind of just like putting that aside, um, but really just sparked interest in me and also called some responsibility in as well yeah. for me listening to what is happening. Yeah, I mean, if we're going there every single night, how, what can I do to be aware? Um, there, I think something that I said that is similar to what you were saying is that I get the most out of my waking life through being aware and it's no different for the dream time. You get the most out of it through awareness, um, and tools to help with that one journaling. It's the, it's the number one thing. I know it sounds like a pain in the butt to kind of like everyday journal about it, but it really puts down all the little details and you can start seeing the bigger story, the bigger thread that's being told by going back in your notes um, and looking at your journals. But there's also very simple things you can do. Like when you go to bed to not just like knock out when you go to bed, like don't just like fall in your bed and then whoop, goodbye. If you have to do that, great. But taking that moment to kind of like shut your body down and to kind of like calm your mind and set an intention for your night um, whether it's to meet a dream guide or if it's just to remember your dream the next day, that is bringing awareness into the fact that you're going into the dream space now. So that alone is a tool. Um, and the same for waking up. Waking up is probably some of the most important, um, is one of the most important parts because when you wake up, that memory that you were just there for like eight hours, you know what I mean? So having a moment to press the snooze button and have five minutes to keep your eyes closed and really go back in and try to remember as much as you can um, will help your dream recall at the end of the day. And then that way you're not so harshly jumping out of bed and entering this new reality, which is our waking world. Um, so kind of like honoring that time that you're asleep will help definitely bring awareness and help you remember your dreams. And do you offer classes? How are you sharing this information? Not yet. Yeah. Yet being the keyword here. Um, but I do offer guidance or readings. So if somebody is, has already had a dream and, you know, is like, what is going on with this? Or, you know, I think oftentimes sharing the dream is so important, which is why dream, dream circles are so important. Because by sharing your dream, you're also, there's other spirit minds that are looking at it from maybe a bird eye view, that maybe are seeing it from a different perspective. And that can offer you an opportunity to look at it from a different perspective. So that's what I do essentially is I offer readings and an opportunity to look at it from a perspective um, of understanding kind of dream language, you know? Yeah. I would love to sit in one of those dream circles. Yes. 
Dream circles are very, very powerful. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, circles in general. I mean, people gathering to talk about magic and share their magic is powerful and ancient. Yeah, and it's so, it's bringing us back together and it's bringing us back to collective consciousness. Mm-hmm. No. Um, something that you, a term that you used while you were talking about this was practical. And that's something about you. That's why I wanted to call this, uh, that our podcast episode practical magic is because that is very, that is a very, it's what I'm trying to say is a term that is something that it's very true to you. It's part of your work. So you talk about Um, You talk about dreaming, that there's not a wrong way to dream. You talk about witching, that there is no right or wrong way to witch. And that you like to make all of these things usable and practical to your daily life. And so I would just love to hear from you about that because I know it was part of your mission. Yeah, I think practicality is is key for it to last i'm i'm all about the whole long lasting world peace mission um and i feel like developing a lifestyle can be a there's just so much information and there's so much out there in the world that really taking what serves you practically on an everyday level something that's going to empower you every single day i think is the most potent magic that there is um you know, following the cycles of the moon or even the energies of the week. Like that's a very practical thing that you could just go outside or go on your phone and know and kind of follow that rhythm. That's a very practical way to apply yourself into a rhythm that's happening all around you. You know, writing yourself um, self-love quotes on a mirror every day, brushing your teeth becomes a ritual where you're reading those things. So being creative is being witch. (laughs) Creating is being a witch. And so getting creative of how you want to exercise your magic so that it's empowering you every day and the practicality of it um, is crucial for it to work, really. It has to kind of be an everyday thing. Um, So how is dreaming practical? Well, you don't need really anything for it. (laughs) You just have to go to sleep and that's it. Um, But also it's serving you practically because it's a conversation you're having with yourself the same way that you would pull a card to connect with yourself or the same way that you meditate to connect with yourself. It's a very practical way to connect with yourself. Um, but practical magic is how can I use this every day? Like at its core, how is this every day helping me feel like a badass woman or man or both, you know? Tell us about your business. What is Modern Witch Movement? Oh, man, it's all of us, babe. (laughs) Well, um, more specifically, other than being all of us, um, it's what we do is we organize and facilitate women's circles and weekend-long gatherings like Witch Camp, um, which is really to bring together exceptional witches and women to share their magic through workshop or just through showing up. Um, But the point is for it to be empowering and educational. Um, We want to create a platform to learn and be inspired and energize conversations that really matter and that really expand us and uplift us but also gaining practical tools of self-empowerment to inspire our own connection to create our own magic and others' connection to create their own magic. 
And there's something that you offer within that that is called Witch Camp. Yeah. So tell us about that. Witch Camp, I am so blessed for it. It's awesome. <laughs> it's witches gathering in the woods. And that's just so fun. I mean, connecting to nature with magical beings is my favorite way to witch. Like going on a hike is my favorite way to witch. Another practical witch. <laughs> Um, but Witch Camp is our second year doing it, so we're very excited. We essentially have a weekend-long uh, workshop series along with just gathering together and talking about our magic. It's a platform for women to really show how they, how they witch. You know, we have things like modern witch feng shui. So how to feng shui your space or your car or yourself or, you know, your home. Um, we have tantra workshops. We have goddess Reiki workshop workshops. We all, we'll have a dream circle. We'll have a spell making workshop where we all come together to make spells. Um, there's just so much going on, really. But it's just a weekend gathering in the woods and connecting to all the things. I mean... Very powerful. Mm -hmm. To be gathering and then be on the land together? Yes. So this land is in the Angeles National Forest, um, and it actually used to be where horses were set free. There was a man who would essentially kidnap horses from the uh, race rings and take them to that land and set them free so that they weren't being raced to death, essentially. Um, so that land definitely called to us. And the people who are on that land and who have a school on that land, um, they welcomed us so graciously and will actually be there to talk about the land of this year um, and give us some information about, you know, how it's been kept. And we're very excited to connect with the people of the land also. I'm very excited to be there this year. I tried going last year and I don't remember what happened, but... Um, it fell through for me, but I'm definitely going to be participating in there yes. with all of you this year. I'm really excited for that. So what else do you have going on? I know that you've done some um, teaching at festivals, and I do believe that you're teaching at a festival coming up this next festival season. We definitely want to know how to find <laughs> you and how we can work with you. So tell us where you're going to be. Yeah, I mean, number one, follow Modern Witch Movement because <laughs> that's where we have all of our stuff, all of our information. Um, we do have our website is being launched where we'll have so many opportunities for you to just learn all these different beautiful modalities that our sisters are offering. Um, and it's also acting as a platform, an online platform for you to have a profile to show your offerings and your knowledge. And so to really start connecting us as a community, um, I really believe in the modern witch movement being a collective, essentially, where we are all, we all know who is doing what, where, basically. And I think that that's very powerful to know who your um, allies are for world peace, <laughs> basically. So the events that we have coming up will be posted on all of our social media handles. So we have a lot of workshops coming up. We're very crafty ladies. Um, so we have a talisman making workshop under this crazy portal that's coming up, which is the super blood full wolf moon eclipse, like anything else. Um, and we will be making our own talismans 
guided by a beautiful sister witch, Stardust Magical. And further along in the year, we will be at Lucidity Festival. We will be doing a workshop um, hosted by the Modern Witch Movement, basically, which way do you witch? And we're going to just be talking about what does it mean to be a witch? And um, we'll be doing a group world peace spell together. So that is going to be very exciting. And I will be offering readings both um, on my own here in Los Angeles and at pretty much a lot of the festivals coming up this year. So lightning in a bottle, lucidity, and we'll see what else comes up. That's very exciting. Yes. Oh, and witch camp, obviously, April 19th. Um, and, and I appreciate you creating the collective. That's what, you know, has been so wonderful about women doing this work and there being circles all over is that, you know, you can just like show up to a circle and feel included and feel part of the community. But that's incredible that you're going to create that or that you're creating that way that we can all be online in a place together and be linked up with each other together. I think that that is really exciting. And thank you so much for creating something like that. Thank you. I mean, me and my sister, uh, my sister, which Molly Hale, who's the other founder of Modern Witch Movement, we just, every time we came together and we were asked, like, what's the best part of being a witch, aside from doing witchery in nature, um, it was coming together as a community. It was having your sisters and being able to kind of check in on full moons or just like certain things and come together and be like, okay, where are we all at? And setting intentions with each other is so powerful because then all those other beautiful minds and spirits are in on your intention and in on your magic, you know? So it's like when one of us makes it, we all make it and vice versa, you know? So we're all coming up together. So the bigger the circle the more of us doing that, the bigger the, the movement and the change that we're able to create. 100% agree. Mm-hmm. Starting here. Well, thank you so much for coming onto the show and thank you for all of the work that you're doing. Um, I'm so excited for the work that we're going to be doing together. Just um, a little sneak preview. There is, uh, we are putting together goddess temple los angeles goddess temple la and it's it's something that we are right in the process of putting together but we're going to be having our first circle february 1st on in bulk and more information will be available for you but it is also it's a collective and it's collecting um drawing the women together that are in Los Angeles that don't have circles or don't have this type of community. And we're going to be offering all of just the different things that we teach. We'll be doing, um, we'll be doing, um, one of the sessions on dream work and we'll be doing other things like learning how to priestess and how to hold circle and we'll play drums and just get together and create this community. And so on February 1st, Uh, The two of us, along with a few other of our sisters, are going to be opening up the Goddess Temple, and so we're going to be inviting all of you to join us. So I'm just super excited for all of the things that we're going to get to do together, and um, sending you so much love and so much gratitude, and thank you so much for your the work that you do. I've already said that a million times, but that's how I feel. I mean, that's why I like have you here. Um, all of these women that I'm bringing on the show, I mean, that's my whole point is I'm, I want 
um, everybody to be shared with each other, but also all the other sisters out there that are watching to also know that you it's just, we all have our magic to share. And it's so exciting for all of us to get to share in each other's magic. And it just helps our circle grow. So it's really um, so exciting for me. It's such an honor for me to be able to be here and to share you. So I'll put all of your information in the show notes so that we can find you. And I think that we'll wrap it up with that. Thank you for creating these amazing podcasts. I think, I mean, practical magic is that right there, being able to turn on a podcast and learn about something that you don't know. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Blessings, love. Have a beautiful day, witches. Love.